Man, what is up, y'all? We back with another, another, and another one. Wise Man Podcast, the Wise Man Podcast. Right. What's up? How you feeling, fellas? I'm alright. I'm good. I'm good too. I'm a little dehydrated. I'm good right to now. go, huh? I'm a little dehydrated right now. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, why? Dehydrated? Yeah. Oh, because we, me and Phil went on a hike, and I've yet to drink water. Oh, uh, I was wondering why I was home alone. Oh, huh. niggas couldn't wait. 20 minutes, huh? Like he's just ready to hike like whenever we like ask. He's, like that. He's, not, he's not like that for real. I'm hike, I'm the hike dude. Yeah, just ask me. I'm there. No, <laughs> no nine out of ten times I do say no. I mean, that's yeah. you know, I I own that. Yeah. I take responsibility for that. Uh what made y'all want to go on the hike today? Uh I mean, we did it like last Monday. It's just you know, he'll say, like, oh, we're going hiking at six or whatever. Uh, you want to go? I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I like, I want to, I want to do stuff like that, like start hiking more and, you know. Your siblings with? No, 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 no. Oh, uh, no? no? Oh, okay. No, not this time. Okay. Well, hope, hope you guys had fun. Hope it was, uh, I mean, if you would like to join us Mondays, I mean, hope it we'll, was we'll, everything. we'll wait for you. We'll wait for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll do hey, that. You know, don't wait up for me. My schedule's so impredictable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My schedule, you know, changes with the weather, you know. Y'all heard it live. Y'all heard it live. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, hiking, though, is, uh, I guess it's a good segue. Hike wing. Hike wing. Segway. Hike, hike, hike wing. wing. <clears throat> yeah, we're not professional podcasters. Um, hiking and physical exercise or just getting out in the sunshine is, like, one of the best ways um, to kind of fight depression. And that's actually kind of what, like, I had on my heart, like, to talk about today. Yeah. Um. As you guys know, like, I struggle with depression, you know, sometimes I go through it, but I think it's a human thing. Like, I I wouldn't put myself in, like, a victim category of, oh, why me? Why? I mean, I feel like everyone has to deal with it. I feel like it hits certain people harder than others. Um, I think I used this analogy before, but it's just like, if you punch a grown man with all of your strength, it might be the same punch you punch a child with that same strength, it's good. Like it's going to hit differently. You know what I mean? So even though everyone has to deal with depression, it might hit others harder than others. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like losing a job is probably not going to make me want to kill myself. However, you know, we've seen historically how that can happen to some folks, <laughs> you know, yeah. they lose their job and just bam. And I guess life's not worth living anymore. So I know that's kind of a, a morbid kind of down topic, but I do think it's important. Um, but, you know, so before we get started, like, what are your guys' like general thoughts on depression? Like, what do you what do you think about it? Do you think about it? I think that it's uh, you're right. It is um, common, especially well, I wouldn't say especially, but there I know there is a lot of uh, African-American people who struggle with uh, depression and who are afraid to go to like therapy and you know, afraid to seek therapy or even talk about it. You know, not too many people are open about it. But I think that um, you're right. A lot of people deal with it. It hits some people harder than others. But I feel like if, like you said, hiking is like therapeutic. I felt like that was me. I was where you were before I like kind of like discovered like hiking and, fi- and discovering like, and it was I actually kind of by accident, you know, I, I mm-hmm. went on a hike and it was just like, oh, like, you know, this is actually kind of therapeutic, but I yeah. think that it should be talked about more. You're right. 
the first time I've ever gone on like an actual hike. I, I mean, I've gone on hikes before, but to me, they weren't official because we didn't say, "Hey, let's go on a hike." It was like, "Hey, I wonder what's at the top of that hill over there." <laughs> so right, right. I can't. I won't really call those hikes. The first actual hike I went on was with you uh, when we went up to Mount Rubido, and like, yeah, it was therapeutic. Um, I think I need to experience it like by myself, right. like for myself, right, just right. to get like really get that full mental clarity or. Right. Whatever might happen when I get up there. Um, but yeah, it really takes your mind off of like our problems are so small right. in real in reality. They're small. They feel big, but like my dad always says, the feeling's not a fact. Our problems feel so big, but that's because we're focused on them. And when you go hiking, for me, this is me personally, when you go hiking and you're seeing the scenery and all the other people that are hiking and it's just like everyone's trying to be healthy everyone's trying to just do better for themselves right. like hiking is way different than the gym like i hate gym people mm. i was going to say i hate the gym but i actually like the gym i right. like going to the gym i like swimming i like lifting weights i like the machines i hate gym people and that's another <laughs> i'm going to get off of that topic i think i kind of get what you mean before i go on a rant i kind of get hate. it kind of makes sense hate. What you're saying. <laughs> i hate them <laughs> i hate the culture i guess i hate the attitudes and the out the the culture and the attitudes are really cultivated out of like insecurity mm -hmm. which is like one of my biggest criticisms like of social media like everyone's right. eh. Yeah, I'm no, trying not to go there, y'all. Yeah, mm. right. Trying not to go there. Y that's not the topic. Save it. We'll, save it. We, we'll, we can we'll, let we'll you. talk about it mm. later. Um, but it's it's a different atmosphere. Like you don't feel like people are judging you, or people are like, "Why are you looking at me?" Like on a hike, right. it's just kind of mm -hmm. like, "Hey, we're all in nature. Hey, what's yeah. up, man?" Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like it just feels more welcoming. Right. Like you could like make eye contact with somebody on a hike, and they're not thinking like, "I'm." doing my set right now like you know what right, i mean right. it's just kind of like hey you're human i'm human what's right. up you know right, what i mean right, right. i like that um so i went off on that tangent my bad uh it just you know just kind of jumped out to me uh what do you think about depression do you think about depression <sighs> oh man, man. um so depression is a real thing um we do like uh we deal uh, people do deal with it in different ways you know what i mean and uh i would say it's something that um it's something that i've dealt with ever i probably ever since i was a kid you know what i mean um i probably wouldn't have like thought it was depression at the time but it's it's something that cuz i remember like doctors used to ask me like, cause I, um, they used to ask me like, what are you like stressed out about? Like, why would you be stressed out? You're a kid. Like, and I remember like that you used no to, pills. right, right. <laughs> like, I remember I used to, I used to feel so like alone, you know what I'm saying? When they would ask that, like, it's just like, oh dang, like you don't understand either. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, like my mom, it's like, like they don't really understand you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. heck maybe i don't understand but i know i'm feeling this like i know this is a real thing yeah. that i'm going through um like as far as like you said um you know brandon said like he he likes to go on hikes and and you said like that time you you went on a hike and that was uh therapeutic for you i think for me like um when i would say for me like ever since i was a kid i was a kid i would go to like you know parks or whatever or go to my school and i would just shoot baskets by myself 
You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I still do that to this very day. And it's something that really is therapeutic for me as well. You know, just getting off by myself, doing something that I like doing, not being bothered by anybody. You know what I mean? Or uh, writing. You know what I mean? Like listening to an instrumental and just kind of getting off in my writing space. So like those are a couple things that, you know, that kind of helped me deal with that, that kind of helped me deal with those thoughts that I'm having. And then there are times, I'm not going to lie, where I just soak in it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I, my, I have my pity party. My dad calls that making room for it. Right. Like, oh, it's it's one thing to, like, experience it or go through, but, oh, you just going to sit there and make room for it? That's what my right. dad always said. <laughs> you can sit there and make room for it, huh? You just going to set the table and everything. <laughs> but, <laughs> pity party for yeah. one. <laughs> pity party for one. You no, know, and I'm invited. Nobody else. Yeah. But you know, but you but you secretly want somebody to bust into that pity party though. You secretly kinda yeah. want that. Yeah. Like you you're you're never gonna ask for it. And when people do try, you're gonna turn them down and kind of be like, No, go away. It's versus like when you're in your room, I'm just giving an, an analogy here. You're in your room. You're having a pity party and somebody knocks on the door. Hey, you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. You want them to go away, right? Mm -hmm. But what you really want internally, and maybe this is just me, uh, what you really want internally is somebody kick down the door and like, stop being depressed. Get it together. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of like. <laughs> See, I, I would, that would kind of piss me off even more, honestly. <laughs> You're pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, I want to have a pity count party. You, <laughs> count your blessings. <laughs> Man, I want you feeling sorry for me right now. No, right? no, no pity. No pity. Yeah, I no, mean, because pity is pathetic. And, no. and I'm not saying like people shouldn't have pity. I mean, but pity, pity is not the same as compassion though. Right, that's what I'm looking for. A lot of people have yeah. pity on you, but they don't have act compassion. Is like, hey, I feel for what you're going through, and what can I do about it? Pity is just like, oh, what a shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hope you feel better. No, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Like one of the things that I, I do, I think one of the greatest things that you can do to help somebody kind of deal with their depression is listen. Listen, if they want to talk, if they want to vent or whatever, just listen. Like you you don't have to like chime in and mm. you know, I mean, yeah, if 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 you know, I I would say let them get what they need to get out. You let them say what they need to say and just be an ear to listen. Is you that know? why you always praise Brandon on being a listener? I because I, I do. I, I'm, th I'm over here thinking. Yeah, yeah. I do that with both. When you guys both want to vent, I'm always here for you. I'm always here to listen. Yeah, yeah. And I won't have any input, but and, I'm ready to take it in. And correct me if I'm wrong. A lot, like not not a lot of the times, but a good m number of times, I kind of work things out when I'm talking. When huh? you're talking it out, yeah. Yeah, you're like, yeah I, I'll do this and this. And I'm that. like, man, yeah, and this happened and that happened. <laughs> right. But maybe it's because of this. Right. And maybe I should do the, like, right. <laughs> and then also, yeah, and then also like ask asking questions, listening, and then like asking kind of questions. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe not like diving right in. Well, this is what you need to do, and you need to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like asking questions and kind of guiding them to like what you know that what they need to do. You know what I mean? And I actually had not planned to pose this question tonight, but it just came to me. There's so many like basic life skills that you don't learn in high school or in middle school. Uh, do you think therapy should be kind of like required? Like, hey, every every student has to do a, a ten minute, even if it's just ten, even if it's just five minutes, that might be enough to save save somebody's life. 
I don't think every week or every other week with every student has to have a five minute check in with with their counselor. That should be a thing. That would overwhelm our counselors, and we'd probably need more counselors. You know, let's talk logistics, and you know, but if a problem is important enough, we've seen that the government's willing to throw money at it. Right, you know whether they right. gotta steal it, rob it, print it, <laughs> like you know, right. yeah. they they'll throw money at a problem if it's serious enough. COVID, look how yeah. many checks came out of nowhere. Yeah, uh. that's true. Let me find out the government could have been paying us like that the whole time. Right, six hundred dollars a week on unemployment. Y'all had that kind of money this entire time. That's crazy. This entire time, like it still just took, do. It just took like the majority of our old people dying for y'all to be like, okay, let's spend some of this. Yeah, I I would say. I, I don't I don't necessarily agree that it should be required. I think it should definitely be available though. I, I feel like what's the harm? I think it should huh? be required. What's the harm? What's the harm in it being required? There's so many points. Because you can't force people to sit up here and like talk about their problems. But you, you know can what I'm force saying? Them to take algebra one. <laughs> 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 but that's basic that that's basic that'd general make, education make you type kill stuff. Kill yourself right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but science, like so, so much, so many things that are, that are in school that is like that is kind of like. But pointless. that, but a lot of kids again, a lot of kids that deal with depression and deal with those issues, like they don't know, they don't know how to express it. And if you just like sit up here and like, okay. You you can't force them to open up. You got to give them no. like the room to you. You got to make them feel like uh, that they can open up. Well, you got to build their trust first. I think he's just talking about the just it being a requirement. Like they don't, they're not forced to talk to you. They're, yeah, they're, they're just forced to, to check in. They're forced mm-hmm. to check in, and if they want to open up to the counselor, they could. they can. If they don't, if they want to be, be quiet and remain quiet, they got they have that option too. But at, but that way, no kid is gonna go home and say I didn't have a chance. You know, because there's and and I and I kind of believe on putting I I believe in putting responsibility on students, especially at the middle school level and most definitely at the high school level. Like you're learning to be an adult. You have to take responsibility for things. Right. Um, So I'm I'm a very big, uh, you know, uh, supporter of, you know, making these kids responsible for um, what they're supposed to be responsible for. And we know not every kid is responsible, especially at middle school level. And I work at a middle school and. Uh You know, one one of the things that parents and teachers want the most out of our program is for kids to get their homework done. Well, that, mm-hmm. that makes sense. It, it makes sense that they want that. Well, what do the kids want? The kids want to hang out. They want to have fun, blah, blah, blah. So what I do as a coordinator is I give them the option. Every single hour of every single day that they're in my program, they have a chance to go get homework done. Uh, we don't force them to go. But it's uh, it's an option for them, and <clears throat> and I've had to do some things to kind of finesse it and kind of sell it to parents and sell it to teachers because there are kids that have straight Fs mm-hmm. and they will not go to study hall. So right. you might have a suicidal kid who definitely needs to check in with this counselor, but he just won't do it. Now, why he won't do it, he or she won't do it, is you know we could spend you know ten episodes talking about the whys we don't get the help that we need. Hey, help mm-hmm. me, Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could talk <laughs> ten episodes about that. Um, but they're kids at the end of the day, and so I do believe they they do need to be required to at least they need to be required to participate. 
they need to be required to attend at least. They don't have to be like Brandon said. They don't. I mean, you can't really twist their arm into being like, "Tell us how your father beats you," and it, it that is damaging your self esteem. I mean, we can't do that. Can't force a kid to open up about it. But they're a lot. I, in my opinion, they'd be a lot more likely to if if they were forced to see their counselor every other week. But then, yeah, I mean, I I hear I hear what y'all are saying, but it's like, I feel like with 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 most kids, and I'm generalizing, totally generalizing, but like I feel like with most kids, when you give them the option to do something and don't, and it's not something that's like I guess mandatory, mm-hmm. like I feel like they would be more open to trying it out. You know what I'm saying? If you go into them beforehand and but they being have like, that now. But hold on, I'm, I'm just saying, like before, like just let's like, just say you're a principal or you're whatever, you're some type of like, you know, lead in some department, administrator, and you say, hey, kids, you know, uh, just letting you know that you know we're gonna be starting up a program uh, where you know if if there's anything going on in your life or anything you want to talk about we're gonna have counselors available because that's what they do whenever there's like you know like a student of theirs that dies or something tragically they always make counselors available but they don't say hey you guys are you know you guys have to go here for 10 minutes you know because most kids are rebellious they're gonna be like oh I have to do that then a lot of them are going to shut down. You know what I mean? And then it's up to that counselor to like build their trust and kind of break through that. But my main point is kids definitely don't always know what's good for them. True. I mean, that's why they're not 18 years or older. That's why they're not 21 years or older. Kids don't always necessarily know what's good for them. Sometimes if it was up to every kid, they, they wouldn't go to school. They wouldn't do homework, but we make them do that. Like Brandon was saying, we make them go to algebra because somebody along the uh, along the way said, "Hey, it's good for kids to learn how to solve problems, even if they're not interested in the problem." You know. So I'm just saying, kids don't really know what's good for them, and and, and then and on top of that, when when count when principals come out and say, "Hey, uh, we had a tragedy. Counselors are available if you need." That's almost like a. You know. Hey, we feel bad that you feel bad. Here's what we're going to do about it kind of thing. Not a, hey, let's help as many kids as we can. Hmm. Right. You know, and and when you force every kid to check in with their counselor every other week, you're basically forcing every other kid to to at least be faced with the opportunity. they're, They're facing a choice. It's not like, oh, I didn't go to see my counselor because my counselors are so busy and I didn't want to bother them with my problems, so instead I killed myself. It was, hey, I had 10 minutes with my counselor and I chose not to like say anything at all mm. for three months straight, twice, twice but, a month. But even with like, again, but even with just like letting, making the kids aware that this is available without it being mandatory, like that's still planning, planning the seat that it's still available. They, have they actually do have programs like that. They come to the school that, you know, put like uh, emphasis on like depression and suicide. Um just like kind of like suicide program, pretty much like teaching the kids about like suicide and opening up about depression and yeah. stuff like that. They actually do have those programs that come. To Suicide's the a permanent solution to a temporary problem. I remember <laughs> that from when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and Man, I'm mocking facts, it. Though. I'm mocking it a little bit, you know, only because you know, as a kid, I thought it was corny because I was like, 
don't want to kill myself. Like, this is, why do I have to sit through this? So right. I get it. Some kids will be rebellious and rejecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm 31 years old and I've had some not so great thoughts in my mm-hmm. past life, uh, I'm like, hmm. Right. <laughs> what, if, what, if, what if I was forced to address these issues? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, you know, so anyway, so I mean, thank you guys for being open and sharing, you know, kind of what you think about depression and 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 if you even think about it, it's, it's clear that everybody in this room does think about depression, does go through it. I threw that idea out there just kind of, I mean, I work with kids, so I'm always thinking of like, you know, oh, how can we help kids? Like, what would help kids? Um, so I kind of just threw that out there, but. Forget the kids. Help me. No, but yeah, exactly, exactly. No, if you guys are if you guys are willing to, um, and I'll go first if if I need to. What triggers your depression? Like, because for everyone, I think it's different. There's certain things that like trigger us, or like maybe send us to the, you know. There's a book I was reading called the Up. Well, listening to. I don't read books, y'all. Um, book I was listening to called the Upward Spiral. But, you know, the opposite of upward spiral is downward spiral. Sometimes something just triggers us and we just spiral down. So what are um, what are some things that trigger you guys? Shoot, man. For me, I would say uh, the feeling of rejection, the feeling of failure, uh, the feeling of stagnation, the um, just the feeling of... You know what? Like the the feeling of like the fact that um like this is uh well I, I wouldn't say this is that's a depression it is more of a sadness issue uh the the feeling that like things things here on earth don't last forever you know what I'm saying like like we're here right now in you know and we're still you know relatively young guys and stuff like that but it's like in the blink of an eye if God willing we're still here we're gonna one day we're going to be in our 50s and you know what I mean? That's like really depressing. Time That's is, really depressing. You know what I mean? What time is going to go. You're depressing us while, while we're talking about depression. <laughs> <laughs> and our kids are going to be graduating oh, one right, day. Right, 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 when will right. it stop? When will it stop? G and A are going to get married. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, stuff, but getting back to the whole like, yeah, just like that feeling of like, uh of rejection that feeling of failure the feeling of like dang man like what am i really doing like you know what i'm saying like am i really doing what god put me on this earth to do am i wasting time am i you know what i mean am i going the right am i am i going in the right direction you know and like that type of stuff in um when when those thoughts kind of like consume my mind like it could be just like the littlest thing um, you know, the, the feeling of, I'm not going to lie, being single, like the feeling, you know, that lonely feeling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you see people around you or you see stuff on, you know, social media and be like, you know, and people look like they can't keep their hands off each other and they're so in love and <laughs> rolling around on the ground, just <laughs> kissing pregnant stomachs and stuff like that. Oh, and right. Of their yeah, fian- right. you know what I mean? Like very specific here, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you see, you start dropping dropping IG names now. Right. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, 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 not at all, Jamal, not at all. But um, um, so, but you see stuff like that, and you, you know, that thought come in your mind, like, dang, you know, when is it going to be my turn? Yeah, you know, and it just you kind of sink into that place. And you, you know, you start feeding into it and you start listening to songs that feed into it. And, and I mean, I I know, I kind of know when you be going through it, man. I I can hear it in your playlist. All right. This guy, bro. Man. (laughs) We come home, he's playing, man, just like. (laughs) Uh, in and out, in and out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on running. I like. love you. Now that song is oh. pathetic. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That song is about being pathetically attached to somebody who don't want you. And you know what? We've all, I will, let me not say we've all. I know I've, I've been in that position where I'm just like, man, this person like clearly doesn't love me like the way I need to be loved, but I'm kind of stuck on them. Like right. we've all been there, but <laughs> I, I don't think I have a, a, a enough humility to get in the studio and be like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that man was <laughs> he was uh what do you call it? He was going for broke in that song. <laughs> Probably ended up broke. Because <laughs> women do not respect that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's so desperate for me. You know what? Let me go ahead and give him a chance. <laughs> hey, it turned into a hit song though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you got some draws off of that. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Brandon? Uh, no, to, so, some triggers. So, um, yeah, well, not to piggyback off of Phil, but he did point out a few of mine's. Um, definitely, definitely, like feeling like that feeling of being stagnant and failure. I mean, mm-hmm. those are the two main ones for me. I mean, I'm 33 years old. I know people my age who like own own homes already and mm. are in the process of owning a home and I you know what I mean like and I'm I feel like I, I should be a lot further than where I, where I am and sometimes that can like put me in a you know in a little depression and you know sometimes I sometimes I feed into it too like like Phil was saying like you you start listening to like sad songs and like are maybe just like a, kind of like you like a dad will tell, tell you make space for it yeah you know make yeah. room for it you know what I mean and I, I when I'm depressed, I really don't feel like I don't want to be bothered with anybody. I'm don't just nurse that like, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be alone. But you know, kind of. Like, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much for me. My, my thing is loneliness. Honestly, that's like the number one thing for me. Like I don't get depressed about much. Um, and when I and like the thing that like makes me sadder about being sad about being lonely mm-hmm. is like when my dad makes comments like. You could be married right now if you wanted to be. I hate comments like that. I really do. And I know he means well, and he's probably even right. Uh, Well, I know he's right. Uh, It's just like, you know, I do kind of regret some of the people I've turned down. I kind of regret some of the uh, opportunities I wasted. And, you know, I've I've done some good people wrong. Like, I'll admit that, you know, when it comes to, like, romance and love and everything. Um, That don't make it no easier. (laughs) (laughs) That don't help. That don't help me be like, you know what? 
I did spill that milk. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I still spilled milk. You know what I mean? Like your brother's married. When you gonna get married, right? Man, so uh, I have two examples to share, uh, to share that you know were that triggered me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one example. Uh, the first thing that triggered me is you. You know, my little brother's been going through a lot medically, and yeah. the whole family's been there for him. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like random out of nowhere. Like, uh, well, it already started to bother me because he's got a girlfriend and she's so tight. Like, let me just say, she's tight. So, I mean, not hating on my brother at all. I'm so happy for him. He's got a girl that's, like, down for him. She down. Mm. Um, she real cool. She, you know, coming around the family, calling my mom, you know, mm. uh, well, you know, just to talk to my mom and stuff like that. Like, that's what you want in a partner and everything. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm really happy he's got that, and he definitely needs it at this time and, you know, the things that he's going through. But I couldn't help but be in the hospital and be like, damn, like, who's going to be there for me? <laughs> like, when I'm down, like, my family will be. I'll say that about my family. They'll be there for right. me. But, like, you know, it's just not, mm-hmm. they can't be there for you the same way that somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you share more stuff with that person. You're you're intimate with them in a different way than you are with your family. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but think about myself. And I kept, like, trying to shake that thought. Like, you know what? I'm here for my little brother. We ain't focused on that right now. Right. And, and I was doing okay. I was doing okay. And then Elise and Trevor came over and there was just like, it was just like, I was sitting in the room, in the front room with my dad, the little, you know, little kids are running around and stuff. We playing. And they just randomly asked me, they're like, hey, we were wondering when you're going to settle down with a nice young lady. I'm like, really? Hey, <laughs> pss, not right now. Like, right. And they kind of took it as like, oh, not yet? Oh, okay. I'm just like, no, I would love to. <laughs> I would love to. I just, you know, can't turn a hoe into a housewife. There's just too many hoes out here. Like, I just, you know. Uh, so that triggered me, and that kind of set me on, like, a downward spiral. And then yeah. I was at the Kim concert with the baby. It was really Babyface concert. I mean, Kim was there, and I was there for Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Babyface rocked the house. Man, that dude's 64 years old. He's still... Yeah. He's still relevant and he's still just killing it. I'm sorry. He just, dude is a legend. That's the first legend I've seen in concert. Yeah. Um, but Kim is my favorite artist. Okay. And I was so happy to see Kim. And I was enjoying the entire show. I was enjoying the entire, like Babyface's entire set was just, I didn't have any complaints. And you you guys know me. I criticize everything. It doesn't right. matter yeah. how much I love it. I'm going to criticize Facts. it. Because, uh, all right, amen. <laughs> <laughs> mm, preach preacher <laughs> that's how i appreciate things um <laughs> uh, you know how much i love it by how little or how great i criticize it <laughs> no nah, man he man he did his thing the musicians were solid drummer was sick oh man and he had some real real talented background singers and so mm-hmm. did kim mm-hmm. um i like kim i actually like kim's musicians better but i yeah. think it's just because they're two different styles of music sure Babyface has been a legend you know but He's an R&B legend, and yeah, yeah. he's kind of, he's got a lot of pop R&B hits under his belt. Yeah. Um, so a lot, of his, a lot of his musicians were very pop, but, you know, they solid, did their thing, was great. Mus- uh, Kim had more like, you could tell, gospel-grown, yeah. homegrown type of, you know what I mean? Um, that's off the subject, but I should have been like, that should have been like one of the happiest moments, you know? Yeah. Getting to see my favorite artist. And um, I was enjoying it until he had a part in the concert where he was like, everyone who's here was someone special. <laughs> Stand up right now. <laughs> Hold them close to you. <laughs> and and I'm looking at the empty seat next to me that I paid for, <laughs> you know, and I'm feeling real. Mm. I mean, it just got me feeling down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It had me feeling just bad. And I felt bad for about 
uh, I'll probably say a good 24 to 48 hours before I finally started bouncing back. But little things like that set me off. You know, it's just like I know how to be happy for people, but also be like sad for myself, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So like just because you have something that I clearly want, I'm I'm not really the type of person to be like, I hate you. Like, I wish you didn't have it because I don't. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> man, that's dope. He got that. She got that. Like, I'm really that type of person to be happy for you, but like crushed inside. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Where's mine? <laughs> and uh, like, like, that's what triggers me. So, yeah. Uh, you know, so certain things do trigger depression, and it's different things for different folks, you know. Um, what Brandon said, like, I don't really struggle with that as much. He knows that I personally, like, I really didn't like how long I lived at home with my parents and, like, how kind of a big struggle that was. Yeah. But the reason that was so much of a struggle for me is because I felt like that hurted my chances of uh, of being dateable, you know, uh, mm-hmm. making this amount of money or that amount of money, like... I, I felt like I was more dateable when I was making nothing at the bookstore <laughs> versus right. now I'm, you know, a manager and blah, blah, blah. So a lot of those other things that do bother me kind of come back to like, not just me being dateable. I mean, I'm, I'm dateable. Like, you know, I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm funny, funny enough to, you know, entertain people, etc. But I want to date a certain way. Mm-hmm. I want to be a certain kind of man. I want to like be a certain type of provider, if you would, you know, because that's what was modeled in front of me. And when I don't see myself being there, when it doesn't look like I'm getting there, then those other things get me down. And yeah. I'm not down because I have this amount of money in my pocket and not that amount of money in my pocket. It's not necessarily the money mm-hmm. because money comes and goes. Like, I really don't care about money. I should care more, especially at 31. I should care more. I don't care about money, though. Mm-hmm. I care about my ability to like, you know, be a provider. Sure. And when the dollars don't match up to that, it doesn't matter how much money I'm making. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money I get to spend on stuff that I enjoy. Because it's like, well, yeah, I got enough money to afford these luxuries. I drive a nice car. I do this. I do that. But it's not enough money for what I what's really important to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So speaking of triggers, and I know I've kind of... Uh, Taking up a lot of our time. Just say one more thing. Yeah, no, for sure. One more trigger. Yeah. Um, so like one of the things that I have like a soft spot for. There's two things that I have the softest spot for. You know what I mean? Or have have a a tremendous heart for, and that's people with um you know special needs. You know what I mean? Because I have a a little brother and I have a nephew who Mm. are special needs. You know what I mean? Real soft spot for that. And another is family. You know, just the image Your of family. He's a real, ador- uh, real adorable guy, huh? by the way. Your oh, nephew, yeah, yeah, Jacob. You, you always talk about him. I heard you on the phone with him. I never yeah. met him in person. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this, this guy's kind of adorable. He is, <laughs> man. He's he's hilarious. Shout out to Jacob. Yeah. Love you, bud. But uh, just the image of family, you know what I mean? Like, um, and when I say family, I mean, like, the nuclear God design family, husband, wife, father, mother, children. Like, that image always, like, warms my heart. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. the image alone. Like, obviously, you got to deal with dysfunction and things like that. But just that image alone, like, it always, like, does something to my heart. Like, something good. You know what I mean? And one of the triggers I have is just, like, seeing somebody that is, like, my age or even younger. And they're able to experience having a family. You know what I'm saying? Experience going home to... 
you know, especially on the the man side of it, going home to a wife and, and children, you know what I mean? And that's something that like I like it's it's kind of like like I envy that. You know what I'm saying? I I envy that. Like right. because it's like I don't I don't know what that's like, you know what I mean? I don't know what that's like yet, you know? And a lot of people a lot of people like I'm going to put you on blast, Brandon, just because Brandon's heard me like, man, I sure wish I had a little one. I wish I had some little ones. Right. Brandon and Trevor are both like, man, take your time. When it happens, man, you yeah, just. Yeah, when it happens, you be <laughs> like, and and Brandon's a great dad. He loves his kids. You can tell. Yeah. But like someone who like loves their kids, for them to have that advice for me is just kind of like, I get there's like probably right. so much truth to what he's saying. Right. But you can't really comprehend it from my shoes. You know what I mean? Right. All we see is, like me and Phil, all we see is an experience that you have that we don't. And I was like, well, let us find out for ourselves how miserable oh, right. it, it can be. And I know it's challenging and miserable at yeah. times. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still worth it. Yeah. You know, you got, you know, two beautiful, like, little people that you just mean the world to you. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, people, I mean, I and, and, and Brandon, like, I just use that as an example of, like, people who mean well. Right. But can't really like speak into your situation. Right, right, right. You know, right. because like back to my analogy, you know, we both we we might both have exper- experienced the same blow in life, but it might have hit me harder than it hit you. Mm-hmm. Vice versa. You know, and I think that's the part of depression that helps us isolate ourselves, which only makes you more depressed. Yeah. You know, when you when you start to feel like, yeah, everybody gets sad, but they're not sad like I'm sad. You know, oh yeah, everybody goes through this, but they're not going through it like I'm going through it. They don't <laughs> they don't understand how I feel about it. And yeah. that's where you start to isolate yourself and really, really get into that downward spiral. You know what I mean? Right. True. Facts. So we talked about some triggers. What are some ways you guys deal with, cope with, or run from depression? Was well, go ahead, Brandon. Oh, shoot. I'm 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 you look like you were like about to like <laughs> No, nah, go ahead, man. Right off the bat. Um, okay, well, for me, like I said, I'm I'm really into nature, so that that's pretty much one of my one of my go tos. It's just kind of like just some a hike. Just a, I'd be finding like different hikes in different different areas, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, that's pretty much my uh, my go to. And sometimes, like Phil said, I just deal with it. Sometimes I just soak in it. I mean, I don't always find a way out, but I mean, that's that's one of my my little vices so like i i I mentioned earlier that you know a lot of times i just kind of you know i go to the park and i just shoot hoops by myself i do writing but i will tell you this man like getting back to just the greatest uh way to deal with this if you have that foundation is you know at times i just snap out of it by like getting to the word you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying speaking the word like You know, at, at, then there are times where I just kind of, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit brings it to me and be like, just pray about it. Talk to God about it. You know what I mean? And that's what I do. And I just be like, God, like I'm dealing with this and I'm dealing with that. But I thank you. I I, I sit up here and I talk about everything that I'm th- I confess everything that I'm thankful for. You know what I mean? Everything that I do have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then there are times where, you know, where I'm feeling it so much. Where on the way home, I'll I'll be like, okay, I got to listen to this song. And it's like a, you know, gospel song or, you know, Christian song. And and I kid you not, like 
by the first the first verse don't even have to finish and soon as the first <laughs> you know what i mean like not not a depressive cry but just a thankful cry you know what you mean? do that sound effect a lot by the way <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just put that out there. Oh, I mean, that's like, a, that's like a gen, the most gen, his most generic sound effect. What? That's like his go-to for every little thing. Oh, oh. I'm gonna just put it out there. That's right. my cry, and then that's my whatever other reason I use it for. But, uh, but yeah. So, so you know, the best way that I deal with it is just confessing it to God and talking to God about it, praying about it, and you know getting into that space yeah and you know what like it's it's funny because i actually have to do a sermon this coming sunday and a message that god gave me a couple weeks ago was uh and, and the, the the title of the sermon might change that's how those things go but the that the title of the sermon was the way out yeah and you know um i was so mad and irritated because i was sitting there having a pity party uh man, I was going through it. I was having a pity party. Man, I was just like I, I was just sitting in my room, sitting um, up in my room, watching David Ryan Harris videos. Oh like, man, you know, man, I was just going through it, feeling sorry for myself, and and I, I know so much word. I've been preached to so many times. I've sat through so many sermons and services. I've had so many experiences with God. That it really baffles me, like God. As much as I know you and love you, and and I know you love me, like how do I get to this point? And when I say to this point, you know, Brandon saw a glimpse of it. He might have even seen glimpses, but recently saw a glimpse of it. I get to some very dark places, mm-hmm. some very dark places, and maybe that's just me. Maybe it's not y'all. You don't have to say yay or nay, but I get to some very dark places. You know, and, and it just baffles me because I'm just like, God, like, I know all this word and all this scripture, but I say all that to say this, that while I was sitting there feeling down in the dumps and while I was sitting there just being like, like, literally like, hey, I'm kind of tired of this. Like, I, I don't yeah. want to deal with this no more. Like, what's the easy way out? <laughs> and while I'm sitting there thinking like that, God's steady adding to my message that I'm going to do this this Sunday. And I'm like. I, I, I'll never be bold enough well, Let me not say never Because my dad always like raised me to like never say never You never know what life brings you And where it can take you You know mm-hmm. what I mean The great prophet Elijah was under a juniper tree Waiting to die Because he was terrified of a uh, of a Jezebel <laughs> You know uh-huh. Like a li- after he had cut down 50 false prophets of Baal And after he had done all this stuff Famines and miracles Like he did all this stuff he got a letter from a, a little Shunammite woman, I mean, a little Jezebel, and and, and just wanted to give up on life. Mm. And that's like one of the greatest prophets in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, God, I'm sitting here like wanting to just give up. Like, you know, nothing crazy. Don't call the hotline on me, people. Mm. Uh, wasn't like going to take my own life. But just sitting here, just like, like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm done trying to be a good person. I'm done trying. I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You know, I'm sitting there saying that, and God's like, yeah, but put this in your message. <laughs> but put that in your message. I'm just like, God, don't you understand what's going on right here? Like, I'm right. I'm not thinking about nobody's Sunday sermon. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about just, you know, giving up on stuff. And the the but the thing is, is just like, and I don't know how many of our listeners are, are Christian or believers and stuff like that, but it really does work. It honestly, Facts. like, 
there's so many self-help books out there that say, oh, your mindset is so important. You have to keep a positive mindset and blah, blah, blah. Well, it doesn't matter how crappy my life is and it doesn't matter what crappy things happen to me. One thing that I've always believed in my heart to be true is that God is good. All yeah. the time and all the time, God is good. Oh, so good. when things are like the worst ever, if I force myself to sit down, I'm like, okay, but God did this for me, mm-hmm. and God did that for me, and you know what? Even though this sucks right now, God is still in control, so He mm-hmm. could just change it. You know, and like I start right think, when I force myself to think that way, it really does pull you out of that muck and mire. True, you know what I mean. And that's not in my message for the sermon. Uh, that's. You know, but that's kind of the general idea of things. It's the way out. Yeah. You know, and and I, I feel really. Um, I was talking to my little brother's girlfriend. Um, we were sitting in front of the hospital, and she was, um, she was like, "Oh, I didn't know your dad was a pastor, and I didn't know that." She was like, "I didn't know like you and your dad were spiritual like that and everything like that." She was like, "She was like one thing I was looking for in my next partner was like someone who like had a relationship with God and was like not just went to church but was spiritual." And I was just like, "Huh, that's cool." You know, like that was on her heart, you know what I mean? And right. she's Hispanic. She's got limited experience, not zero. She's got limited experience in like black church and, you know, sure. the jump and the shout and the hey, you know. Um, but you know, she kind of seen how I was and she seen how my dad was. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was something that she was just like, yeah, that's I want someone who is, you know, got this involved. In Tongue talking. Right. Feet stomping. <laughs> one thing I ended up telling her was something that ended up kind of encouraging me later on when I because it was it was I had this conversation with her before. I was just like, oh, what, do it. Right. Do it feel. There you go. There you go. Yeah, before I was like that. Uh, <laughs> I can't do it as good as that. Um, uh, but one thing I told her, I was just like, man, I feel so bad for people who don't like actually know God. Like, mm-hmm. because real or fake, whatever histor- history and science can prove, like, at the end of the day, I always, always have that hope. Yeah. Because I believe Jesus Christ. I believe he came back from the dead. I believe he's coming again. I believe that to my dying breath, no matter how like much I want to give up on life sometimes or like how yeah. crappy things get, I do at least hold on to that. Like that's literally the last bit of hope I have sometimes. Right. I can't imagine not having that is what I told her. Like I don't understand how these people like run around here and they don't they don't have that and they still they make it. You know what right. I mean? They will not and not make it, but they they're able to they like still survive. Yeah, least. people that don't have that born again like, you know, walk with God and they're still kind of push on and fight on. I I I believe ultimately and that's something I'll kind of wrestle with too that question. I I believe ultimately it's God's grace, you know what I mean, over just common mankind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not willing that any should perish, but all will come to repentance. But, you know, it kind of you know, one of the scariest things that I kind of like, you know, uh, seen just like in the past couple years, there actually been I don't know if you guys heard about it. There actually been like a, a couple of um, pastors that actually took their own lives. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It, young pastors, mm-hmm. young pastors that had, you know, wife and children and stuff like that. And that really deeply troubled me. You know what I mean? Just the fact that. You know, you 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 guys are supposed to 
have that greatest hope, you know, that mankind is searching for. And a lot of them don't even have, you know what I mean? And that's the hope of salvation, the hope of that is in Christ. And, you know, you still make that decision, you know what I mean? And, and you come to find out that these guys dealt with depression, clinical, you know, depression and things like that. And that really kind of disturbed me. Like, it's like, dang, you know, like, as I deal with depression at times and, I'm not a pastor and, you know, I'm not teaching out of the word and, and, and things like that, you know, on that level. And you, you still make a decision to do that. It was, it, it's something that honestly, it angered me, you know, and mm-hmm. it troubled me. It angered me, you know what I mean? Just, just for the simple fact that like, you know, you're, you're teaching this hope to people. My bad. <laughs> you're you're you teaching a or yeah no. <laughs> what the song came on my bad but um <laughs> you're teaching real professional right. <laughs> you're teaching this to people you know what I'm saying you're teaching this word to people and you know you decide to do that that's just something that really like it 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 angered me but it's like at the same time like um. That's that's real stuff that people go through, like even that are in the faith, you know, that's like depression is a real thing and it's a day to day fight. You know what I mean? I have a question, though. Yeah. And if Brandon can, I want him to answer first just because he's been a little quiet. Um, Black people historically haven't really dealt with depression. We've always dealt with it, but we always call it something else like, you know, like that. Like to survive slavery and to survive segregation, and everything like you had, you had to have a you you couldn't have a weak chin, you know what I mean? Right. Um. I kind of see like that. I kind of see those barriers breaking down in the black community. I, more and more, I see. Uh, maybe it's just because we live in California. More and more, I kind of see black people being like, "Hey, no, I deal with depression." You know, like that's I have a therapist, like, mental health. And, and I don't and I, I would assume white people and other races have maybe been a little bit further along than us with this. But uh, what do you think? Do you think enough black people are are embracing like, hey, depression's a real thing. I, I'm not just I'm not just sad. I'm not just feeling bad. Like, no, I'm actually like maybe even chemically, psychologically going through something. I think it's I to be honest, I think it's the opposite. I mean, when you when it, when you look at like entertainment and mockery and all this stuff, it's usually African Americans and all of those people deal with like deep rooted like depression and like things. Like, PTSD should have probably been to therapy. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. it's a lot. I mean, we're pretty much like like in the center of all this clownery. It's it's our people. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I feel like it should be, it's not, it's not enough. Like we're not, it's not open enough. Like mm. I, I feel like that should be a little uh, exposed more. You feel like it's, o- but do you feel like it's been opening up more though? Um, Especially like, I, I, I mean, we had the Me Too movement. We had the, that whole movement. I don't know what you want to call it, where people needed a safe space. Oh, this is my safe space. You can't say anything that hurts my feelings. Like, I mean, I'm saying I, I said that with a mo- a tone of mockery yeah, myself. Nah, I it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, do you feel like we've benefited from any of that? Um, I I would say this. I'd say I've seen a lot more um 
pretty much like inst- Instagram or social media influencers who um, pretty much kind of like represent pretty much are pretty much kind of like open an avenue for like depression and like to um, pretty much shed some light on it and expose it for African-Americans. So I say I see I I see a lot more of that on social media, but I also see like a lot more of the other stuff. So I don't know. OK, I, I, I believe like I do see an increase in that um i but at the same time the the place where i feel like you know we a lot of blacks that do talk about and address depression i feel like we kind of are on a a lot of times we're on a surface level with it you know what i'm saying it's like we yeah mental health let's get the mental health right and let's get you know let's get a, go see a therapist and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean which is is cool it's good but it's deeper than that you know what i'm saying and and that's where you know you know we got to i got to we got to bring faith into the equation you know i just yeah. feel like a lot of times we're addressing it from a earthly standpoint, yeah. you know, and not from, you know, the ultimate standpoint of, hey, you know, are we connected with God? You know what I'm saying? Are we in the word? Like, are we even, you know, is Christ even like in our lives? Have we even been introduced to him mm-hmm. and, you know, been born again and things like that? You know, do we even know the Prince of Peace? Right. Yeah. And and I feel like but we don't talk about depression in the church either, though. That's true. And there's a balance to it. I get that. There's there is a balance to it, you know. But again, it's like, you know, um we do have to cover that ultimate base, which is, you know, like, are we giving this to God? Are we, you know, leaning not on our own understanding, but trusting in him with all of our heart, you know, and giving casting our cares upon the Lord because he cares for us? Are we practicing that? You know what I mean? Are we mm-hmm. are we taking that step? And then we can sit up here, okay, you know, maybe through prayer, it'll lead us to, you know, getting into this counseling, getting into this therapy, you know, getting wise counsel into our lives and things like that. Hmm. You know, so I I, I believe we got to take it all into consideration because you can sit up here and, you know, deal with your depression issues. But are you still right internally? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but but like you asked me a question the other day, though, about how there just seems to be people who don't believe in God, care about God at all, and they're still successful, or it right. seems or it seems like they have happy lives, right? And you know, my answer to that was, you know, God's goodness is available for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, even if we don't get to receive all of it, you know, you you got to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. You got to repent, all that. Um. But even if you do some of what God says, you're going to get some of those results. You know, I Mm. honestly believe that. Um, That being said, you know, like I'm a Christian who loves God, believes God. Dad's a pastor, grew up tons of scriptures. And that's not to say I know everything, but I know a lot, you know, and I still go through these things. Um, And maybe that maybe there's just something wrong with me or maybe there's a bigger problem that like I said, maybe it's just something the church doesn't talk about enough. Right. My overall perspective of depression um, and the way we're dealing with it as a society, I feel like we're all in a boat. I feel like we're all in like one of those rowboats, right? Mm-hmm. And the rain is just pouring, pouring, pouring. And for the last, I don't know, however many years we've had these buckets where we're like, hey, let's shovel this water out of here so we don't sink. I feel like the buckets have gotten bigger. 
you know, so we can shovel out more water. But I feel yeah. like the rain has also been pouring harder. Right. With social media, with desensitizing us to, you know, certain things. Uh, a huge increase in the consumption of fast food, alcohol, <laughs> weed. Weed is legal in California. Right. Um, I feel like all these negative habits, you know, that people just pick up naturally going through life, I feel like they've been, like, more easier. It just, they're 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 easier habits to fall into and even harder to get out of nowadays. Right. They've always been easy to fall into. They've always been hard to get out of. But nowadays, I feel like with... The way the world's the word the way the world is just connected through the internet and social media now. Right. I feel like I saw this uh another thing, I saw this really cool video. This guy had like a really nice looking apple. He was holding it in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. He's like, Look at this big, beautiful apple. It's so don't you just want to eat it? And he turned it ra- he turned it around, there was a huge hole in it and it was rotten inside. Mm. But when you turn it around, and this is all you so this is all you show on social media. Look at this big beautiful apple, but right. you don't see the rotting inside. I feel like sitcoms and like early stuff from like the seventies, maybe even eighties, was all about like they showed you the pretty side of the apple, but they also showed you the rotten side. Mm-hmm. But now with social media, with clout it's all chasing, this glitz and glamour, all the glamour, really like. I ran into a girl at Sprouts. Uh, what's today? Monday. I ran into a girl in Sprouts yesterday. Who I'd seen on social media a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, you don't look like that on social media. Uh. <laughs> you know, and, you know, not to poke at anybody's insecurities, but social media is so fake. It's yeah. so fake. So that's what I mean by like, yeah, I feel like there are, like, there's a lot of, what I've noticed, there's a lot of ads for like online therapy. Like, yeah. you can get in touch with, like, you pay $400 and you can get in touch with the therapist like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Three easy payments of three ninety nine. I was like, <laughs> but, but I'm noticing that stuff pop up a lot more and more. So I yeah. feel like we we as a society, um, we have more tools to address depression. But I just feel yeah. like it's not enough because there's just so many much. There's just so many more things to like depress us now. Right. But that goes back to like guarding your heart. You know what I'm saying? And guarding your your you know what you expose yourself to i mean it's like i'm not saying like you gotta be like locked in your house and isolated and not like go out and do anything or you know not ever be on your phone for anything but it's like you know a lot of that stuff is strategic like evilly strategic you know what i mean to kind of you know put you in those spaces right yeah because if you're depressed you're more likely to drink you're more likely to smoke right more likely to spend money on fast food junk food you know, versus someone who's like taking their body and mind seriously, they're right. gonna they're gonna consume less of that other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, you, you're probably right. There's probably a a monetary incentive to keep us depressed, or to it, make sure we experience mind control, it, or make sure mm. or make sure we experience it chronically. Right. But yeah, man, another the, way to conquer uh, depression is uh, boomerang foo. <laughs> you really want to play boomerang foo? Huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, y'all, y'all can deal with that. <laughs> y'all can deal with that uh, solution. <laughs> to, I don't like that game. What? I, I, you cool. was having fun. Like no, that. it's cool. Played. It's cool, but it's just like games that I I feel like I can't get better at. I just get frustrated and be Look, like, all right, I'm done. That's the thing about that game. There's like, like... 
Uh, hey, you're making them depressed. Stop it. <laughs> no, no, it's I, no because it's too That's much. Depressing. No, wait a minute, because it's too much of a lie for me to take in a depressing way. I like, beat you twice. That's too I much. I beat you twice, and you said you were done. No, with so you niggas, okay, so <laughs> you you beat somebody two times, and then now all of a sudden, but you said you were done though. But, but if, you, you if you beat somebody so bad, they say they're done with it. I mean, I never said I'm done with it. I never said I was done with 2K. I was talking about that other game you was talking about. All right, we got plenty of time to bicker about 2K. We got a, a, only a short amount of time left here. I just want to make sure we leave off on a good note, though. Yeah, because yeah. We're, we are talking about depression, and depression is obviously something that hits a lot of people, and it hits a lot of people differently. But, you know, I don't think this episode really solved any problems for anybody. Um, but Possibly it did. Possibly. But, I, but, but what I think it did more so is... I got is, the ball rolling. I think what it did more so, though, is just show people like... They're not alone. Like I'm a believer. I'm a strong believer. I would consider myself a strong believer, but I, I have my I have my bouts. You mm-hmm. know what I mean with it. And um, I think having somebody to relate to and just you know like really solidify the fact that you are not alone. So mm-hmm. many people feel lonely. There's so like there's so like there's certain things I get depressed about that I'm like I can't even talk about it because it's kind of embarrassing to be depressed about. Mm-hmm. Like how are you gonna be sad at your favorite artist concert like that's kind of right that's kind of pathetic like to me but that's in my mind you know so it's not something i because when you guys asked me about the concert i didn't mention anything about that part i'm just oh right. it's cool I, I talked about the highlights just because it was like a little bit embarrassing for me to be like yeah but i was sad because i was lonely you know what i mean like right, right. And, and, but i think what this episode you know hopefully did or does is just let people know like hey like we're all going through stuff. Life goes on, and we're gonna get through it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, what are your uh, what, what are your closing so, thoughts on that? So I would say, uh, just like I said at the beginning, depression is a real thing, um, and it's something that whether you're black, white, Mexican, Asian, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, wealthy, you know what I mean? Whether you're from the suburbs, whether you're from the hood, you know, some more than others, some less than others. Like depression is a real thing. And I would just say that, you know, like he was saying, you're not alone. And most importantly, find somebody that you can trust, you know, and I I would hope and pray that you find somebody that you can trust, that you can confess your issues to. Don't sit up here and hide it inside and and internalize it. You know what I mean? Because all that's going to do is just... um, deteriorate deteriorate your health you know what i'm saying it's going to eat you up inside and then you know just those thoughts that you continue to have and you don't confess it and put it out you know to somebody and and like it's just going to drive you further and further down a downward spiral into a place that you ultimately don't want to go um i would say you know again we're strong believers here you know the, the the greatest solution to it is is um going to god about it confessing your cares to you confessing your cares to him because he cares for you you know and Mm -hmm. giving it to him you know and then also you know once you've done that you know hopefully you know god can lead you to people wise counsel that you can you know get that type of help from you know but just know finally i just want like you're not alone it is a real thing. You're not alone. Find somebody you can confess to. And most importantly, know that that God loves you. Jesus loves you. And you will get through this. Just keep going. Keep the faith. 
Oh, you said go. <laughs> yeah, uh, go. Yeah, now, go. Your turn. Your, your turn. turn. You go. Yeah, 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 Close yeah. us out. Uh, Dance, boy. Uh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, no. Um, but yeah, to, back to what Josh was saying. You're not. You're not alone. I mean, we all deal with depression. It's, it's very common. Um, you know, we're all believers here in this in this room, and we still deal with the with depression. So, you know, life it's hard in itself. And um, back to what Phil was saying. Um, yeah. I mean, I I didn't I didn't uh, mention anything about God when you guys talked about how you know one of my outlets, but I one of mine is prayer. I mean, a lot of time if I'm in the bathroom or in the shower, I'm praying. And for those who are non-believers, I mean, you don't have to know the perfect prayer because I've actually heard people tell me like, you know, I don't know how to pray, so I don't pray. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know mm-hmm. how to. But for those who are non-believers, just know that. You know, God hears you anyway, and he, you know, he, he's if you if you seek God, he'll be he, he's there for you. So you can say any kind of prayer. You can t- just talk to God, be real with God, you know. And yeah. a lot of times, I ask. I don't. A lot of times, if I'm in a really dark place, I'm not in there like God. You know, I'm I'm in there like God. You said in your word, you know, this, this, and that. And I'm I'm like I'm sometimes a lot of times I'm 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 not talking angry with God, but I'm talking real with God. You know. Yeah. And yeah. that's okay. So those for those who are non-believers, you know, you just know you don't have to say the perfect prayer, but God is with you, and you know He, he He's listening. He'll He'll always be there for you, and that's you know that's definitely a better option, you know. So I mean, right. I'll close this out with that. <laughs> yeah, I know I heard some tongue talking in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, that was just him trying to rap along with Future. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? Uh, that's been another episode of the Wise Men Podcast, y'all. Stay up.